Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Woo. Here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Anytime you're in Starville, you know you've got to make a stop by Churnin', or by uh, Strange Brew every morning. you got to get that albino squirrel, that blueberry cobbler. Joel, you need to pick up, you know, your, your rotation is, is, you need to figure something new out. You need to go in there one day and, and just, with a clear mind, say, I'm going to try something different. You don't know my rotation. I you, try different stuff. I'm just saying, you need, you need to add to it. I mean, I had a Maryland the other day. I'm just saying. The other day I had a Jamaican Me Crazy. Oh, I didn't know about the Jamaican Me Crazy. What um, is that? I'm a big Southern Pecan guy, whenever that's on drip. Uh, what else I got that I, I really enjoy? All I know about drip is that dumb TikTok. <laughs> that old Miss TikTok account had, had it got more followers than that state barstool account in like that's four what, days, right? That's what I hear. Goodness I hear. Yeah. Their TikToks are fantastic. Well, the drinks are fantastic at Strange Brew Coffee. I was just trying to help you out, but if you just want to throw it back in my face, never mind, Joel. <laughs> and of course, if you're a regular customer there, you know it to be true. They are the best. And so you've got to hang to swing by anytime you're in Starkville, support your great local businesses, and that starts with Strange Brew coffee house our good friends over at college corner they keep you looking good i'm stealing that i'm stealing that slogan from somebody else i just did it nothing he can do about it either so if he, if he wants to advertise on the show please feel free to reach out to me uh but yeah this uh this baseball season keep yourself in maroon and white at college corner they've got everything you're looking for the biggest and best selection of msu merchandise in central mississippi polos t-shirts caps hats visors, anything you need to bring to the ballpark, anything you want to do for your tailgating, your home, your car, man, they've just got you all covered there at College Corner. Two locations in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, that's a stop you've got to make when you're here in Starkville. Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant and maybe the most unique restaurant in town. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. You've never seen a menu like this. You've never seen things like they've got over at Humble Taco, like that sweet potato tortilla. All of the great way they've incorporated southern food. The Nashville hot chicken, which is now a, a, a taco. The hot catfish, fried shrimp. Everything you expect southern, but man, they put a twist on it and it ends up Mexican. And it's just something that you have to try at least once while you're here in town. Because you won't, if I try it once, you'll try it a second time. It's just that good. Not to mention margaritas on tap, a great wine list, great beer list, and one of the biggest patios in the city. It's a great experience. Head over there this weekend or any weekend you're in town. Go to Humble Taco. This is sort of the one we've had circled, huh? Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. You know, State's oh, played two so, huge series. It's the one we've had circled since... Uh... Since the last since, series since we Sunday. had circled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this team, Vanderbilt, 
uh, we were talking about this before that we started recording it. You think about it, in years past with Vanderbilt, they've always had big bats that you knew who those guys were. I don't really know a lot about their hitters. All I know is about all I know about is lighter and rocker. But it feels like that's enough to know because they are just so good. A combined fifteen and one on the season. Lighter's numbers are just. I mean, rocker's numbers are really, really good. They're really, really good. But there are guys who put up these kind of numbers year in and year out. The kind of numbers that Rocker puts is putting up. There's always, I, I, I don't have them in front of me, well, but Rocker, it wouldn't shock me if they were Ethan Small like. Rocker know, like, on the season is eight and one. He says ERA is one point six four. He struck out eighty one in fifty five uh, innings. He's only given up twenty nine hits and ten earned runs. Really good. Lighter <laughs> is different. Lighter is seven and zero on the season. His ERA is point nine eight. He's given up six earned runs in fifty five and a third, and he struck out ninety four. Teams are hitting 0-94 against him. That seems impossible, and yet that I mean, this 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 weekend, any weekend you play Vanderbilt, you're facing one one and one two, and I don't know who's first and who's second. Probably Lighter and Rocker, if I had to guess. I think Lighter would go ahead of him, but it doesn't really matter. I will say this: Rocker looked vulnerable two weeks ago against Georgia. Now he bounced back nicely last week against Tennessee. I wouldn't say Leiter looked uh, vulnerable, but he did give up some runs last week. He didn't get he didn't get the decision or didn't factor in the decision against Tennessee. The Sunday guy, I mean Thomas Schultz, he's four and two with a four point two one ERA. He stands out like a sore thumb. Like, Who is this guy? They don't have anybody better than that. They couldn't give anybody else a full scholarship to come play. These two guys are really really good. This might be the best one two punch in college baseball that I can really ever remember. I, it's hard for me to think of anybody else to, to, that could punch with them. And if you're Mississippi State, I mean, this is a lot of fun for this offense. I know it's hadn't exactly been lighting the world on fire this season overall, although I guess they performed pretty well on Tuesday, so maybe that, that rolls over into Friday. We'll see. But, I mean, if you've got visions of trying to win a national championship, you're going to face top-tier pitching and you're not going to face any better than what you're about to see it's just maybe it's an omaha preview you know maybe this is something that we see in june up in nebraska but it's a good measuring stick just to to kind of see where you're at i mean you're not going to see any better arms than what you're about to see and if you go up there and you scrape across a couple runs and maybe christian mcleod has a fantastic outing and then maybe will bednar has a bounce back after uh old i mean you know this isn't this isn't some zero chance proposition right that i i think i i think at one point this year everybody looks at rocker and lighter and you're just like oh that's that's a series loss for sure kind of deal like maybe it is but i, don't know, I i'm anticipating a really really good low scoring series the the thing i i ask is this because you know all eyes are on you when you pitch against Rocker and Lighter. Do McLeod and Bednar step up in that in that spotlight and go go pitch for pitch with these two guys, or do they crumble under the pressure of facing you know such you know tough competition? Vanderbilt is a hitting team; is they're good. You know they're they're a good team. They've got fifty home runs on the year. They're hitting three oh six as a team. Dominic Keegan is their leading hitter, hitting three ninety eight on the year, seven home runs, thirty three RBI. Uh, their leading power guy is Carter Young at 299, nine home runs. He also has 33 RBI. Um, you know they're slugging 522 as a team. Um, 
pretty decent base stealing team, 47 out of 52. They're a good fielding team, 975. I mean, it's Vanderbilt. Yeah. It's the defending national champions. Yeah. You know they're going to be good. But, and, and honestly, you know, I mean, they lost, I think, what, they lost one to South Carolina, and they lost another one in there somewhere. Uh, but Georgia was the series where you're like, you know, and I think I said it on the show, it's like, it's this, it's like the scene in Rocky Four where they finally cut Drago. You know, like he's not a machine; he's a man. I mean, that's before that series loss. I was thinking, yeah, they may not lose a series the whole year. And now, I mean, the, you know, the opportunity is there for a Mississippi State team that's you know won what now, twelve out of thirteen, something like eleven that. out of twelve, eleven out of twelve, something like that. They've won their last three series in, in conference play. And something the Bears watching a little bit, I think, is that Christian McLeod and and Will Bednar. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it it sure feels like they've been a lot better on the road. When they pitch on well, the McLeod, road, his best start of the year, I thought, was against uh, LSU. Was really good there. Bednar, his best start of the year was two weeks ago at Auburn. So yeah, there's probably something. And to that. and like McLeod, you know, he had the rough outing against Arkansas at home. Uh-huh. Uh, Bednar had the rough outing against Ole Miss this past weekend uh-huh. at home. Uh-huh. Uh, it just feels like those guys, for whatever reason, have done better on don't, the road. Don't know right? what it is, but yeah, you're, there's something to that for sure. Um, this is an underrated rivalry as well. First off, the fan bases absolutely despise each other. State fans feel like Vanderbilt is playing with you know f- fake money up there, and then they're winning the national championships that Mississippi State fans believe they deserve. Vanderbilt fans, well, I mean, let's just call it what let's call a spade a spade. They're just arrogant. They hate Mississippi State because and some of them whistle. Oh, I haven't. I wasn't going to bring that guy up. I was going to try to avoid bringing him up. God, I hadn't even thought. I, I had. Sort of blocked him from my brain. But, of course, you know, and Vanderbilt fans remember two years ago, Mississippi State, or I guess three years ago now, knocking them out of a Super Regional at home. So there's some bad blood here between the, the fan bases. I don't know how much it translates to on the field. But if you're Mississippi State, you're thinking, okay, this is the defending national champions. This is the number, you know, depending on what poll you look at, one, two, three, whatever, team in the nation. This is a big series for Mississippi State. It is a little road. So I feel like if they just get one, that's, that's going to be okay. You're fine. They can find a way to win this series. All of a sudden, they're they're very much in the discussion to win the Southeastern Conference. No doubt about it, because you look at what states got left on their schedule, and I mean, it's a lot of teams that you should win every series, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you go up there and you take two out of three, and then all of a sudden you're looking at what would you be at that point? Eleven and seven. Eleven and seven. And then you still got no, a and you'd be twelve and six. Yeah, twelve and six. Yeah, yeah, you'd be twelve and six, and you still have Alabama, Missouri, A and M. I mean that that right there is probably. I mean, if you had to project it, you would say that's three series wins. Mm. Uh, I mean, Carolina, you could win that series. I mean, I don't know if you will or won't, but I mean, you're looking at a you know potentially 21 22 win type right SEC schedule if you get the series if you win get here. the series win and even right if you lose the series you're still potential to be 20 wins you know it's all about just not getting swept finding a way to scrape out one win even if it's on Sunday whatever you got to do get one but Friday night against rocker it just feels like you know you, you might have a chance now you're gonna need some of the guys in the bottom of the order to step up I'm interested. I assume the lineup will look the same. And say what you want, you know, Josh Hatcher, he's going to be in the lineup. Scotty DeBrule has started hitting a little bit. had had a couple hits against. Old, he had a big uh, double on Friday. 
had a couple of hits on Sunday, had a few hits Tuesday night uh, against UAB. Maybe he's starting to put something together. The bottom of that order is going to be key for Mississippi State because I, I have faith in Rowdy and, and Tanner Allen and Cam James and those guys. Luke Hancock had a couple of hits on uh, on Tuesday night as well. You know, sort of snap his hitless streak. Mississippi State is a team that generally rises to the occasion for big time, True. big time stuff. They just usually do. I mean, postseason type feel. I could see them rising to this occasion. I mean, th- th- you know, this past weekend. Big moments against Ole Miss, you know, big crowds. And, you know, on Sunday you're down two for whatever. You know, they rose to the occasion. And you can blame Mike Bianco or whoever for making bad bullpens, but State had to take advantage of it, and they did. And you go back through, I guess, the the Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan era, and it kind of, I guess, started in Nashville a little bit as State won that Super in 2018. And, um I just feel like that this this team, this group, when you present them with these big atmospheres and challenges, more often than not, they come through. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I could see a scenario very easily where Rowdy or Tanner or somebody has a big series and, and State gets one of the first two games and then you go into Sunday with the chance to maybe win the series. I mean, that wouldn't shock me. Offense is going to be at a premium this weekend. There's just no question. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I feel like if anybody can get four or five, they're going to win that game. Uh, especially before you, you know, if you get whoever gets four or five on Friday or Saturday is going to win the game. You know, I feel like Mississippi State has done pretty well in low-scoring games this year, but at the same time, you know, when they've had to come back and they, they've had these comeback wins, they've always been around seven, eight, nine runs. Can, can you know, state state's hitting. Friday and Saturday was good. It was okay. Saturday, I'm sorry, Friday and Sunday last week. Saturday, it was bad. Now, where is the real Mississippi State? What is Mississippi State's batting or hitting? What is it this year? Is it Are they a good hitting team? Can they get better? Or are they just sort of are what they are? I think they're I think they're about as middle of the road as you get. Okay. Like I, I, I don't think they're ever going to be, you know, bashing anybody's skull in. But I don't think that they're, you know, cellar dwellers either when it comes to offensively. Mm-hmm. And if Rowdy Jordan at the top of that lineup, when he's doing what he has been able to do the last three, four weeks, it's above average offensively, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really do, because I feel like this offense really started to as close to as it can hit its stride when Rowdy heated up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I he has really been, to me, the engine of Mississippi State's offense becoming more consistent. And if he's consistent in Nashville, State's going to have a chance to win all three games. And if he's not, you know, if if we if you could show me one person's stat line from the three box scores today and, and then I tell you what happened, I mean, it'd be right. I'd want to look at, and see what Rowdy did over the weekend. You know, if he comes out of the weekend and he's like, you know, I don't know, four for ten with a couple of walks or something like that. Oh, yeah. State's, State's winning at least one of those games, yeah. and maybe two. You know, and, and if you told me he's, you know, one for 12 and strikes out six times or something, well, it's not going to floor me if they got swept. I mean, I really do feel like sometimes that Rowdy Jordan's getting on base or not is that critical to State's success. I don't disagree with you, to be totally honest with you. I, you know, because we saw it for so many years with Mangum. You know, the leadoff guy sets the table. And what they're doing right now, they're basically they've got the offense set up the way that you had it in '17, where 
you had Rooker hitting right behind Mangum. And now you're doing that right now with, with, with Tanner Allen. And he's hitting the ball well. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense because if Rowdy Jordan's getting on base and Tanner Allen's hitting behind him, then Cam, wor- Cam behind him. Worst and- case scenario, you should have a man on second with one out. Come you know, come Cam James and Luke Hancock. And best case scenario, maybe one nothing, or you've got second and third and nobody out. Those are possibilities. It, That's another kid, Luke Hancock. If he could get back to, he didn't have to do what he was doing earlier in the year, but right. just if he if he could break out and he, and he showed signs of it on Tuesday, if he could yeah. keep that up a little bit, that'd Two, be big. Two eighty. Can he hit 280 and provide some power? If he can, that's perfect. This is one of the things I think people, you know, especially with college baseball when there's usually so many 300 hitters, you don't need everybody throughout the lineup hitting 350. If a guy's hitting 275, 280, and he's got a little pop, and he's a timely hitter, that's all you need is a lineup full of those guys, and you'll be just fine. And State has guys like that. Now, that what they need in these final five series is Josh Hatcher to become the hitter we've seen him be in the past. They need Braylon Skinner to be a little bit more consistent. They need Lane Forsythe to continue to be do what he's been doing. They need DeBruel to you know show that these last three or four games is going to you know be. They've, they've got some questions. They've got a lot yeah. of questions. Logan Tanner, uh, he had the big, he had you know he got it started on Sunday. He had a huge night on Tuesday, a, a monster home run and two shots right off the wall for doubles. The bottom of the order, from from you know, from Tanner to Forsyth, if those guys can start, you know, churning out some hits here and there, this team is going to be very very dangerous because you know they have the pitching. I'll be interested to see this weekend if Chris Lamonis kind of, I don't want to say gets away from his coaching style, but if he if he changes things up a little bit and plays a little more small ball this weekend, I mean you're gonna have to. If Mississippi State wins this series. The guess here, and I think you would agree, is that it's going to be close, low-scoring games. Agreed. And, and, and you're going to have to scrape across runs. I, I do wonder if you may see a little more, you know, I, I don't know, somebody, whoever's hitting in the eight-hole gets a hit, maybe Lane Forsyth bunts them down second. you got a runner second, one out, and here comes Rowdy. Kind yeah. of deal. I, I just wonder if you may see a little more station-to-station, bunt them over, maybe try to steal a bag, a little more old-school type ball this weekend to try and – Come out. Would be smart. That, that, that's not really the Lamona style. He's more of the let's swing away <laughs> kind yeah. of guy. But play for the big. This game. really feels like a weekend where you may want to try and scrape and put together something. Well, I mean, if you you know, this like we just said, if you know runs are going to be at a premium, and you got a chance to get a couple on the board with with the, with the bunt game, I think Chris. One thing we've learned about Chris Lamona is that he's not afraid to adjust. And then, you know, I don't think I, I don't think it's just necessarily. Uh, limited to his lineup, I think his tactics are, can be the same way as well. So we'll see what happens. That's that's a that's a good question there. Uh, if we if we talk to Lamonis, I don't think that's we won't talk to him. To you know, maybe it was a recording here on Thursday. Last week we talked to him on Thursday. So, so. yeah, that might be a question to ask uh, to find out. So uh, let's move on over into our uh, playmaker and uh, and predictions, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. You know, Nashville is the home of hot chicken, but Starkville is the home of Welcome Home Beef. And I gotta be honest with you, I think Starkville has won on, on, in that particular. I like I like hot chicken. Don't get me wrong, but I like Welcome Home Beef better. I like a steak, big thick ribeye, a meaty fillet, a great New York strip. They've got them all right there at Welcome Home Beef. And of course, if you're one of the folks who's living here in Starkville or in Louisville or in Corinth or Pontotoc or DeKalb or a lot of other cities around North Mississippi, Welcome Home Beef products are available on the shelves of your local butcher at the grocery store. So. 
If you're if one of those people who doesn't have that at your local grocery store, you need to get on the phone and find out what you've got to do to get Welcome Home Beef products on the shelves where you shop. Call Welcome Home Beef today. Find out what they can do for you. 662-268-8148. Or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. And when you do, you're going to find out one thing. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats right there in the heart of the Cotton District. I mean, I told you about them last week in Super Bulldog. They were hopping. It's going to be like that going forward. So great to see so many of you guys back in Starkville in our local businesses. I know we're thrilled to have you. And, man, if you can't have a good time at Two Brothers, that place is just great. My favorite restaurant maybe in the SEC. I just love going there. It's always a good time. The food is always fantastic. The smoked wings are the best I've ever had. Great sandwiches, tacos, and a lot of other great stuff on the menu. Make sure you're following them on Instagram as well because they're always putting specials out there for you to uh, to enjoy. Two Brothers Smoked Meat, 621 University Drive. Smoked Southern Soul Food in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business System says, hey, why don't you give us a call and why don't you see how we can help you? That's what, That's been their message to businesses in the state for nearly 50 years. And they've been helping businesses just like yours. Whatever the products you need to improve your business, whatever services or solutions you're looking at, Advantage Business Systems is there, not only with great uh, the great inventory of products, but great customer service that you expect from your local businesses, treating you like a neighbor. And that's what they are. They've been in Mississippi helping Mississippians for nearly 50 years. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do Business. Give me a, a batter and a pitcher, Joel. I think I kind of spoiled my batter earlier, but it's Rowdy Jordan. Okay. I mean, again, if he's not on base this weekend, and you get Tanner Allen and Cam James coming to the plate and nobody's on base in front of him, mm-hmm. I'm going to say State probably struggled to – they're already going to struggle to score runs anyway against that, that group. And if Rowdy's not on base in front of him, I, that doesn't bode well. So Rowdy Jordan – you know, focus is on you, kid. <laughs> He's used to it, though, at this point. So I, I think I'll be looking at him. And then a pitcher? Ah. Uh, I kind of feel like Christian McLeod may be the guy to circle. Mm-hmm. And it's because Jack Leiter has been so good. You're not conceding Saturday's game by any stretch. Don't misunderstand me. But you almost, from a perspective where I'm sitting, you almost kind of expect that you might lose Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you're going to win this series, the, the pathway is winning Friday and Sunday. Yeah. And I feel like they can get Sunday. Um, that puts the onus on Christian McLeod to have a big night on Friday night against Kumar Rocker. And if he does that, and then you're kind of on Saturday. Let's say he does that. He goes out and has a big day. State wins. You're up in series. Then when you face lighter on Saturday, I kind of feel like that's a little bit one of those house money situations mm-hmm. where you're not expected to win anyway. Um, but if you do, yippee ki yay kind of thing. So um, I'll say Christian McLeod. If he comes out and has a big day and, and he's able to lead State to win in that first game, how huge would that be yeah. to go into Saturday and Sunday? You kind of you said it earlier. If you just win one, you feel pretty good out of the weekend. Yeah. If you go ahead and do that on Friday, and then you can just kind of play free and loose the next couple days, see yeah. what happens. I like I like I like where you are on that. I, th- I think for my 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 hitter, I'm gonna go the guy behind your guy, and that's Tanner Allen. Because Rowdy Jordan getting on base is great, but you got to bring him in. And Tanner Allen has been doing that. Tanner Allen right now feels like he's he's sort of locked in. You feel like 
when he comes to the plate, he's getting a hit. Um, and, of course, from a leadership standpoint, I mean, this is going to be a hostile environment. It's a tough team. The team's going to look to rally around their guy, and that, and that guy is Tanner Allen. So he's he's my, 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 my offensive player, my position player to watch. And then there's something about you know when you go up against the best, right? When you when you when you know that hey everybody thinks this guy is better than me, but I'm pretty damn good too. Well, Bednar's pretty damn good, mm-hmm. and he's I, got he's got that little. It feels like he kind of has that little chip on his he shoulder. He has the too. chip. There's no question about that. I think that he will go out there and and he will go pitch for pitch with Jack Leiter. I don't know if they can win that game. But I, I do think it won't be for any lack of trying on Will Bednar's part. I can't wait to watch it. I'm here to tell you. Oh, these two, and two night games. Oh, I know two seven o'clock games. Oh, like I, I, I love the time of. of yeah, we're, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be something stuff. down there. So, Bednar is is my guy. I will say my prediction is that State's just gonna get one. I don't know which one though. I feel like they could win any one of them, but, but I don't feel like I can tell you what it is. I don't think they'll get swept, though. I think State will find a way to, to scrape out one win. And honestly, I mean, if you're eleven and seven at this point in the conference season with the nine with the twelve games you have left, you are in the catbird seat, as far as I'm concerned. When you look at we looked at uh, Arkansas' schedule, and you know, they still have trips to they still have to play Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida this year. They're going to drop some games here and there. Whereas State, really, of their final four series, has three series where I could feel pretty comfortable saying I think State's going to sweep. So. Big series this weekend. You got to get one. I think that's what State's going to do. I'm going full homer. Oh, State's taking the series win this weekend. Look at Christian you. McLeod's going to deliver on Friday night. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a game on Saturday. State will come up short. Dogs win on Sunday. State's State's going up there and taking care of business in Nashville this weekend. Take it to the bank. It's a Joel T guarantee. Yeah, I like it. I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a Joel guarantee Coleman. Woo. There you go. All right, so Joel says State, State takes two. I'll say, take them to take one. Games this weekend, like I said, two night games. It should be fantastic. And both games, are on, I believe, are on television, so we should have uh, – I can't remember. I think you're right. I know I know. Saturday is on ESPNU. I think Friday is on SEC Network. So I think you're right. Should be outstanding baseball. A lot of fun, a lot of talent on the field. We'll enjoy it. We'll be back with you on Sunday evening. We'll recap the series, and we'll continue to talk – about this MSU baseball team, plus a lot of other great stuff happening, maroon and white-wise, next week. Perhaps, I, I received a text, perhaps a special guest next week. Hmm. We'll have to see if uh, we can make that happen. I'll just, I'll just throw that out there to you, though. For the record, I have no idea who No idea, about. but a very special guest. We'll see. Guys, have a great weekend, and I'll be back with you on uh, on Sunday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.